Hello, my friend, and welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Thanks so much for joining me again today on our chapter day journey. We're in Jeremiah 44, and it was verse 16 that resonated this morning. It says, we will not listen to the message you have spoken to us in the name of the Lord. Today's podcast is entitled, The Slave's Return. Jeremiah is an old man. Consider with me for just a few minutes here all that he has witnessed. He began his prophetic ministry under the reign of the reformer king, Josiah. Josiah heard the book of the law read, and he followed the God of Abraham and Moses faithfully. He outlawed idolatry, destroyed all the idols and the shrines. He did what was right. And Jeremiah was right there in the palace and in Solomon's temple to witness it for 20 years the first 20 years of his ministry. Then Josiah died. His successor, Jehoahaz, immediately turned back to idolatry, and the people of Judah turned back with him. Over the next 30 years, Jeremiah witnessed a succession of four kings and the people of Judah hardening their hearts in idolatry despite Jeremiah's persistent warnings of judgment the hand of the king of Babylon. Now, Jerusalem is destroyed. The palace is destroyed. The who's who of Judah, well, they're all living in captivity in Babylon. God's temple is in ruins, and the nation of Judah is no more. The old man Jeremiah wakes up to find himself in Egypt the nation where it all began for his people. See, they started as slaves in Egypt. That's where God came to rescue them from their chains. God freed them from Egypt. He made a covenant with them, and he led them back to the land promised to them through their ancestor Abraham. All God asked in return was faithfulness. Worship him alone. Live differently than all the other nations and peoples. Bless others. Show them that there's a different way, God's way. Now, they refused. They broke covenant. They chose to be like everybody else, and they refused to listen to Jeremiah. More than that, they mocked him, beat him, imprisoned him, tried to kill him. Sound familiar? Jeremiah gathers with all the Hebrew expatriates in Egypt. I imagine him looking out over this ragtag crowd. In some 50 years, he's witnessed the long, steady decline from a good king on the throne determined that his people will be faithful to God who delivered them from slavery in Egypt and raised them up there to a small remnant wandering, lost sheep without a shepherd living back in Egypt. How ironic these Hebrews have come full circle. The former slaves return to the land of their slave master. These chapters about Jeremiah after the destruction of Jerusalem are striking to me for a couple of reasons. First, Jeremiah is still proclaiming God's word and the message hasn't changed. Next, the leaders of this group of remnants have become increasingly defiant 
to anything Jeremiah has to say. They start by at least asking the prophet if he had a word from the Lord. Now, they're just simply telling the crazy old man to shut up. Also, the women among this remnant have decided that the destruction of Jerusalem and all the troubles were not the result of God's judgment, but because they stopped worshiping Asherah, the queen of heaven. It wasn't their unfaithfulness to the God of Moses who freed them from slavery in Egypt that brought all this calamity, but their unfaithfulness to Asherah. God no longer registers for them at all. Jeremiah, the crazy old man, stays on message. God proclaims that he will give his people in Egypt one more sign. Pharaoh will die at the hands of his enemies. And indeed, in 570 BC, now the remnant likely fled to Egypt sometime around 576 to 575, so about five years later, Pharaoh was deposed and killed in a military coup by his enemies. In the quiet this morning, I find myself meditating on this big picture irony of the former slaves returning to their slave masters. In his first public message, Jesus quoted the prophet Isaiah, saying, quote, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, and he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. End quote. Well, he was speaking of freedom from sin, as Paul so beautifully explains in his letter to the followers of Jesus in Rome. He writes, quote, For we know that our old self, our sinful self, was crucified with him, so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. End quote. The lesson of the Hebrew remnant is then a lesson for me. Am I spiritually growing in freedom towards a more intimate relationship with God and an increasing measure of his spirit's fruit, like love and joy and peace in my daily life? Or am I time and again returning to the shackles of pride, fear, shame, and the behaviors they produce in me? That's the question. I'm mulling over in the quiet this morning as I start the day. Hope this finds you well, my friend. Have a good one. Lord willing, we'll be back here tomorrow.